It's a deck cast, it's a deck cast, it's a deck cast. D-A-C-C-C-A-S-T, cause I said it's a deck cast, it's a deck cast, it's a deck cast, deck cast, D-A-C-C-C-A-S-T, D-A-C-C-C-A-S-T. You're listening to Deckcast, produced by students of Danville Alien Theater College. And now your hosts, Kaya and Keegan. Yo, 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 it's Kaya and Keegan here from the basement of the Clock Tower. Here on DACcast, we get to know the familiar faces we see all over campus in hopes that students at DAC and members of the community get to know each other a little better. With that being said, we're here with head softball coach and director of sports information, Matt Cervantes. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> okay, so Matt, I think we or the media department has worked with you before a little bit, yeah? Yeah, you guys have been huge in just honestly branding athletics. I yeah. think uh, you guys have brought a lot of variety just kind of getting our logos out there and our athletic teams and giving us new ways to venture out, I mean, via videos and Photoshop and yeah. all that stuff, and it's been great. Yeah, so uh, you're not uh, you're stranger. not a stranger. No. no. Stranger to no. this definitely part not. of the <laughs> clock tower. Yeah. Okay, so go ahead and you introduce yourself and tell us um, what a typical day looks like for you. Ooh, okay, well, <laughs> um, you know, like they said, my name is Matt Cervantes. I'm the head softball coach here. Um, I've been going into this, this is year seven, um, so it's been kind of a crazy, crazy time since we've been going with all this jazz, but um, a typical day, I mean, it's it can range from anything. It depends on if we're in season versus if we're out of season, um, whether when we're in conditioning or lifting season. I mean, days are days and weekends. I don't think our job ever stops, which is um, something I think every coach and almost everybody in athletics can understand that. But, um, you know, I think for the most part, with all the sports going on right now, a lot of it has just been trying to create some sort of um, just image for all the sports, whether it's golf, basketball, um, baseball, softball, um, cross country, whatever it may be. I think that's kind of where a lot of the office work is going and then obviously diving into since we're in our season stats and figuring out scouting reports um how we want to pitch against certain teams and what we can do to kind of win and beat those guys so yeah so take us through your background your college days i know you went to university of illinois played multiple sports there at one point i wouldn't say multiple sports <laughs> i think it was more um you know i had the opportunity to become a, a preferred walk-on for the wrestling team um and i just chose not to do it. I think the big thing was is I loved wrestling. Wrestling was a huge part of my life. Um, growing up, I, th- I think it was the one thing that taught me, you know, mental toughness, discipline, um, basically how to compete. And I mm-hmm. think I, I use a lot of that in my coaching philosophies now. Um, but I was able to actually play club ball my freshman year at Illinois. And I will tell you, it was one of the best experiences um, that I ever had. It was an awesome group of guys. We actually went to Fort Myers and played in the NCBA World Series. Um, I was a catcher on that on that squad. Yeah. It was uh, it was it was just an awesome time. So yeah. um, the cool thing about that is is you don't really know that that's going on um, when you get to Illinois. Like they have club sports. I mean, you hear about it, but you don't really know how involved they are. But the NCBA is a huge organization, and I didn't realize this, um, but we had, I think it was close to 40 guys on our team that would 
um, you know, basically we paid our own way to get to yeah. to, to the World Series, go to um, Panama City Beach for our spring trip and stuff. And it was it was as legit as you could possibly get it outside of, you know, the actual fight in Illini. Mm-hmm. And then it was my sophomore year when I had the opportunity to walk on. And that's where I spent my my remaining days was there. Um and it was just a really, really good experience. And I started getting into coaching. Um, I tore my ACL my senior year. Oh. Yeah. So I was. That's that injury you never want. Yeah. No, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's actually still torn to this day. I never got surgery on it or wow. anything. Yeah. The doctor told me he was like, 1% of the population can live without an ACL. And he's either you can do that or you can have surgery. I'm like, screw it. I'm going to be the 1%. <laughs> I'm in the 1%. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, it's, it's got its days, but honestly, um, I feel like I'm pretty, pretty avid in working out and moving around. So it's, it's, it's done its part to keep me afloat. Is that key is just staying active? It's so far. I don't really have a plan. <laughs> I don't really know if that's if that's the answer or not. Probably every doctor that might listen to this would be like, this guy is not yeah. the right, but it's fine. Um, so I was able to get onto the softball team as a volunteer assistant. It's kind of where I started to get my feet wet with the whole softball thing. Yeah, um, and it was awesome. I mean, I was working with catchers. We actually led the Big Tens in um, throwing bases or throwing runners out, which was cool. Um, and then after that, my wife and I we both graduated, and then we started just kind of our own little coaching careers. And I went to a small high school in Farmer City, which was called Blue Ridge, and we were able to revamp that program. Um, I was, my wife was at a different school. Um, <laughs> revamped that program, and I think they won four games in four years. And in the first year I was there, we went 17, and I think it was like 17 and 15. It went to a regional championship. We ended up losing, but it was the most buzz that that school had had around there <laughs> wow. in a long time. Yeah. So, and that was baseball? Yeah, that was baseball, gotcha. yep. Um, and I loved it. I loved the guys. I had a lot of guys go on and actually play college, which that they didn't really think that that was an option, um, mm-hmm. being that you know small of a town and whatnot. And those guys actually had the opportunity to go and pursue it. And some of those guys are still playing today, which is great. Um, and then softball, it was just – Started off with lessons. Um, I've had a lot of success just, you know, by doing individual lessons and stuff like that. And it's just grown. And then now I'm here at DAC. Yeah. So it's been it's been crazy. Yeah. You brought up you and your wife graduating and starting your own roles. But we heard a good story. Oh, Lord. That you actually <laughs> proposed to your wife on her senior day at Illinois. So take us through that. Yeah, that was... Uh, that was a funny time. Um, <laughs> That's not usually how people, um, uh, what is it called? Why Prepare. am I losing words? Um, describe, describe, describe how oh, they okay. propose. Sure, sure. Like, I think, I think um, you know, when my wife and I met, we met in the student athlete um, academic center, which was called Irwin. That was the first time we ever met. And actually, there was one spot, and I should be saying this, but there was one spot <laughs> in that center where the, base, the, the, the monitor wasn't able to actually see you. So, like, you can kind of have your hood up there and, like, just, you know, just kind of be to yourself. So I yeah. always try to find that spot. Well, I had that spot, and lo and behold, here comes Kelly. And she's like, hey, can I turn the slide on? And I looked at her, and I said, sure. Next thing you know, flips the light on, and then that was our first, like, actual, like, contact together. So then through, I would say, 6 a.m. lifting, she had always come in after we were done, um, and we'd always pass through there. And then I eventually ended up adding her on Facebook, and she – she Facebook yeah, yeah. <laughs> request. Um, she actually wrote on my wall, and then we started talking <laughs> after that. So 
through the years we were dating and it was it was a really, really just awesome experience with her. She's just a great person. She works her butt off. Um, she's probably one of the toughest people I've ever met um, and still know to this day. And then that was kind of what solidified it for me, knowing that she was going to be the person that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. Mm -hmm. So I started formulating this thing that yeah, I think it was like senior year. I was like, yeah, this is what, this is what we're going to do. And so I actually told everybody on our team besides one person, and that's because the one person had a larger mouth than others. Um, and I don't mean that negatively. It's just she just liked to talk. Um, so I uh, had all the coaches involved, everything, right? So going into this weekend, okay, they were playing Penn State. And we had – oh, Lord. I had a lot of my friends come into town that, that weekend. And it was it was a really good time. And I remember – Going into Sunday, the day that I was going to pop the question, yeah. um, I was like, I just hope they win. Yeah. I just hope they win. You can't do it Because I knew I knew how my wife acts when it when, when it's a loss. Yeah. She's super competitive. One, I would probably put her as the most competitive person on that campus, hands down, <laughs> no, I, for sure. And so they end up walking it off. They won 4-3 um, in the bottom of the seventh, and I was like, sweet. So... <laughs> We get they get done and I remember Coach Sullivan, you know, she was gonna point to me when I could start walking on the field. So she ends up pointing to me and they're meeting in left field and Kelly starts looking at me. She's like, What are you doing? Like whispering <laughs> out like yeah, field. like she's like, What are you doing? I was like, Come here. And she's like, What are you doing? Like you're gonna make me run. I was like, Your season's over, Kelly. You can't run anymore. <laughs> and she <laughs> So she starts kinda just like, Oh no, like is this kinda happening? So I took her to third base. And uh, got down on, on my knee, and I asked her to marry me, and she said yes. Um, so that's kind of how that whole thing panned out. <laughs> yeah. And another backstory: um, Cody Lull, he was the the sports information guy for softball at the time, and uh, Big Ten Network was there um, Saturday, right? And they were they were filming they were they were um, filming the Saturday game, and they weren't going to stay for Sunday. Well, mm -hmm. they heard that I was going to propose, and Cody got them to actually stay. So yeah, I was on Big Ten Network. With that being <laughs> said <laughs> meanwhile with all this stuff going on i actually we had it arranged for um her brother to fly in to champagne from california at the time you really yeah, put we it had, all yeah. Our, yeah we got we had Everything. all the angles all of them wow so but the only problem was is that doug's flight was late so no. yeah so actually he was able to watch the big 10 network at the B-dubs across the street from the airport in Bloomington. So, um, but he was able to see it there, which was, you know, kind of disheartening, but in the same respect too, I know that Kelly liked having, you know, her, basically yeah. all of her family there. Cause it was something that she didn't think Doug was ever going to be like, was going to be there for senior weekend. And then yeah. we made it happen. So it was yeah. really cool. Yeah. Gotcha. That's cool. That's awesome. Okay. So I, this is going to be a stupid question because I'm sitting here with a baseball player and then a softball baseball mm -hmm. player okay <laughs> so i know very little about sports can you tell me the major differences between softball and baseball besides the size of the ball yeah absolutely. that's all i've got um i just think softball is a faster paced game i think okay. um i mean you just look at the field the field dimensions are just i mean everyone's right on top of each other which honestly makes it for it to be super exciting because you just don't know what's going to happen every play mm -hmm. um 
you know, and especially when you have girls that are, I mean, looking at Division One Power Fives, they have arms that are throwing anywhere from 66 to almost 70 miles an hour, which I would think would 70 miles an hour is almost the equivalent to like a 105 mile an hour fastball. So wow. it is, it's, it's crazy. Um, I always get asked this question. I don't know if this is something that you guys are going to ask, but they're like, <laughs> would you, would, do you like coaching softball or did you like coaching baseball? And the big thing that I look at is with softball, and I have ADHD, so, like, my mind just runs all the time. Okay. Um, I think softball just plays into, like, my style more just because it's so much faster. But, yeah. But baseball is always, is always going to be my game. Yeah. Um, I love baseball. I can watch it. I like to analyze pretty much everything. Um, but I just think the pace of softball and actually what, like, what our student-athletes can achieve on that diamond, and they're just fearless, to me that just speaks volumes of just how, you know, how awesome that is. Yeah. So. Yeah. Gotcha. So you kind of founded oh, yeah. T3 Sports Academy in Tilton. Was that right before quarantine? Was that when it was getting up and running? Yeah, so it was myself, actually my volunteer assistant coach, Kylie Bott, and my wife. Um, Kylie Bott is the, the head honcho, and he and I, I mean, it was, it was crazy. I actually was helping out with Oakwood Wrestling just in my, in my spare time mm-hmm. a little bit as a volunteer coach. And that's where I, that's where I came up and met him. Um, and we had just kind of put ideas back and forth together. It's like, oh, man, this would be really cool. And then I was thinking, like, you know what would be even better is that having a training slash like hitting facility in Tilton, like right out the freeway, because he had already owned a building over there and just making it a Vermilion County like powerhouse for baseball and softball. And lo and behold, now we're sitting here and it's and it's kind of full swing and it's been mm-hmm. great. But yeah, it happened, you know, we had started it, oh Lord, what was this? Like November of not last year, but the year before. And we ended up finishing it. We wanted to open up, I think it was in March, May or March is what we were trying to do. Just kind of like just introductory lessons and maybe some privates and stuff like that. Um, Just seeing kind of how the interest was going to grow. And then we actually set up the date for June 1st. um, And it's just been awesome. I mean, we've had so many kids in um, each and every single week. Um, Private lessons have been just absolutely just growing immensely for Mm -hmm. my wife, um, Coach Bada, and myself, which is awesome. And the more people that we see in there, I think we just get more and more excited of how softball and baseball are going to continue to grow in Vermilion County. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I've been in there with Matt Wivenus, who Mm -hmm. is in the Ranger organization. And the one thing I will say is that is the single-handedly coolest bathroom I have ever used in my life. (laughs) Like, it's the perfect man cave bathroom, just wood all over the place, uh-huh. St. Louis Cardinals stuff. It's, it's cool. Yeah, everything besides the Cardinals things, I'm going to agree with you. Um, you know, and Coach Bot, he uh, – that was his. That was his first business. Is mm-hmm. is KB Rustic Signs. So all the signs that you see in that really? bathroom and and basically in that back room, he creates and designs and actually sells them. So gotcha. um, that's where he's able to kind of get all these different like signs yeah. all over our building. Yeah. Um, is basically from that. Gotcha. All right. Okay, so you had just said something about how you everything except. The Cardinals stuff. Does uh, that yeah. mean you're a, you're a Cubs fan? I'm a huge Cubs fan, yeah. and I know Coach Button absolutely loves going into my office all the time. Oh so. yeah, oh yeah. Gotcha. Okay, so this is this from when you were little, like from the start. No, were, um, were you a, were you a bandwagoner 
No, oh, okay. it will not classify <laughs> me as that. Okay, okay. Um, I think, okay, so growing up, my dad was very spur of the moment. So my parents were split, um, and my dad was always just trying to, like, do something with my brother and I. So we went to work with him, and this is how sporadic he is. We went to work with him one day in um, Chicago, and we happened to go by Wrigley Field. And he was like, you guys want to go to the game? I'm like, sure. So it was actually a Cubs-Sox game. He had no idea. I had no idea. My brother had no idea. Um, we bought tickets. We get in there, and it was standing room only. Okay. At the time, I was like, oh, White Sox. You know, I just liked the black and the white. I yeah. thought it was cool, like whatever. And then I think after that game, it solidified me as like, I like the Cubs. Um, yeah. Just the atmosphere of Wrigley Field, yeah. um, the noises, the sounds. I mean, just everything. It's just, you know, it's been, that's where my heart was leading me. So so no other team has the atmosphere that Cubs no. have? Absolutely not. No. no. I think there are different ballparks that are going to have different feels, but I just really love the... I don't know, the old time, like, just feel of Wrigley Field. You go in there and you feel like you're at a ballpark versus, yeah. I don't know, you might go somewhere else and you don't really have that. Like, you get a stadium effect. I feel like I go to Wrigley and it's like I'm at a baseball field, mm -hmm. yeah. you know. Um, Makes sense. So, yeah. So, ever since then, I've been really, really big in the Cubs. My dad's a huge Cubs fan. Um, my brother's the oddball. He's an Astros fan, so oh, which is fine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um but yeah, so going into you know my wife's a huge Dodger fan, so we deal with basically clashing yeah. um, a lot, especially during the NLCS. Um, it's usually during, and I, I can't really say that for this year because I don't know how the Cubs are going to be. Because, <laughs> but I know in years past when the Cubs and the Dodgers have met in the uh, NLCS, it has kind of been. It's been fun, but then also it's just like, oh man, like I don't know if I just don't know if I want to have yeah. a fight about which team is losing and which team is winning. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think the Cubs are just, you know, that's where my heart's at for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, what was it like in 2016? It was awesome. I actually, so my my uncle he has season tickets, so I was actually able to get to. Um, the Leicester Cueto game at Wrigley, where Baez ended up hitting a solo jack into left field yeah. um, in the basket, and uh, my Mongol seats are maybe I would say 15 rows away from that. Yeah. So it was probably one of the, just the coolest experience ever. Um, I did tear up a little bit um, <laughs> when they won the World Series. Yeah, absolutely, it I think won. a lot of people did though. Oh yeah, I mean it was it just you go so long of just losing, yeah, and then all of a sudden they're just good. <laughs> so you gotta you gotta take in the moment, yeah. Um, and my wife, she was she was supportive, she was happy, um, oh, and she and nice. just and just as much as I know she because she, she will rag on my Cubs all the time, but. When the Cubs are in the postseason, it does give her something to root for, and I, you know, she definitely had my back during that time, so it was good. Yeah. So, do you remember? And this is just me being a baseball fan asking this, but do you remember the your exact reaction when Davis hit that home run off of Chapman and tie it? Oh man, um, <laughs> yeah, man. I I remember seeing it. Well, the, the, my first question was. I'm sitting here, I'm like, why are they bringing in a role as Chapman at this point in time in the game? Yeah, but that was neither here nor there. Because I'm like, you're looking for, he, I think at that point in time, he was trying to get six outs yeah. is what it was. Yeah. Um, and he hadn't done that all year. And I know he was kind of wiped from the beginning of the postseason as well. So that was my first, like, coaching-like reaction. <laughs> um, but I think the the other part of that is when when Roger Davis hit that home run, my head just dropped. And I was just like, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, just sitting there looking at the TV and coach, like, Kelly is sitting there just like, 
<laughs> and I'm like, it's fine. We're good. Like, yeah. we just got to get it. Like, we're good. But I'm like, they didn't score again, so it's not like we're losing. Like, we're okay. Yeah. And then that whole, that whole, I think it was the rain delay and everything else like yeah. that. You wouldn't think something like that would play with yeah. momentum. I don't know. It was the greatest rain, de- rain delay ever. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was... Yeah, I was I was really really upset at that point in time. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So, um, you talk about your wife a lot and how competitive she is, mm-hmm. and she is one of the assistant coaches, right? Yes. Yeah. So, how does that play into your guys' dynamic, being husband and wife versus coaching teams? So she's my voice of reason. My okay. wife is. So Super, super intelligent with the game. She has a mind, I would say, better, a lot better than I would put baseball, softball people. Like she was, she was coached by the best um, people in California. Um, so mm-hmm. just her, just her level of expertise in like analyzing hitters, um, analyzing a defense, picking apart a defense, um, just all that stuff is greatly valued by me. Um, I know that I wouldn't be able to do this without her. I would tell you that just because she is so good at what she does. Um, So from that perspective, I think we work really well. Um, And don't get me wrong. I mean, we've had our trials and tribulations Mm -hmm. going through this all. But to the system that we have down now um, and how we work together and what we see, I think has been truly special. And I don't think I would be able to coach honestly with anybody else because she gets me and I get her. And I can honestly tell you, like, if I'm coaching first or if I'm coaching third and it's and it's flipped, um, she knows exactly what I'm going to do in that situation. I know yeah. exactly what she's going to do. So, which I also think brings a lot of value to the way we, we, like, recruit and the way we coach our team because it's the same message across the board. So um, the hard thing that we deal with is, like, okay, if we lose – what happens when you go home, right? <laughs> um, but I, I was do, just about to ask how much softball comes home with you. A lot, I think, just because it's something that we've always been a part of. I mean, even from college, I was playing baseball. She was playing softball. Um, so the game's always been a part of our lives. And I think even now, like going from the pandemic to where we're at, seeing softball on TV and just being able to kind of like – um, sit there, analyze it, and basically be like, oh, this team is good versus this team is bad and everything. I mean, it's it plays a large part in what we do, but I don't think that's what defines us. I think yeah. sometimes when we are able to go home, we are able to separate it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I think our daughter plays a huge role in that as yeah. well because whenever we see her face, we just light up, yeah. and it's easy to think like, oh, maybe we just lost two games, but you know what? That doesn't matter because Parker's here now. So, yes. So is this a new addition? Is that what I heard? A rather new addition? And Parker to the family, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> how how new? Um. So she is. What's the date today? March fifteenth. Ooh. So in two days she will be nine months. Oh. Yes. So uh, what's that like? Um. It's awesome. My wife and I, and I mean, this we're we're an open book. We don't really hide anything. But we struggled um for a while with infertility and trying to have a kid for I think it was for about four years. Gotcha. Um. And then we were able to get with the right people and we went through the um, IVF process and lo and behold now we have Parker and it has been such an awesome blessing so yeah yeah, it's it's something that we've always wanted Um, the only thing that's crazy is like our lives are always constantly going 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 so it does take away especially during season Um, but you know when we get into summer and we get into 
you know, the fall and the winter, that's going to be a lot of the times we're going to cherish, obviously, with Parker a lot, just because we're going to have a little bit more time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But right now it's hectic. and That's a whole new dynamic. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it wow. is. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm so happy to hear that you guys. Thanks. Finally. <laughs> that just makes me so happy. I, I uh, have my first nephew. He just turned one, like, last week. And the first year of a child's life is just so incredible. Yes. It's so incredible to watch. I think the most, like, just awesome experiences, like, we take for granted, like, just the little things that we do every day because we see them, like, or we do that, or whatever it may be. But, I mean, when I see my daughter's eyes light up, and don't get me wrong, we have just thousands of toys but if i put a water <laughs> bottle in front of my daughter <laughs> she absolutely just lights up yeah but i think seeing those firsts of like just exactly. how just how excited she gets from yeah. from the littlest things it just makes you you know just like melt with her and i think that's one of the biggest joys that i see as a dad is watching my daughter experience all these firsts exactly. and then i can still see like what it was like like i know exactly what you're feeling girlfriend like yeah. this is awesome <laughs> yeah yeah. Yeah. It's cool to see like every morning um it wait, your daughter's name is Parker? Yes. So my nephew's name is Parker. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's I, wild. I don't know why I didn't make that connection until right now. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, so it's it's fun because Parker will wake up one day and he'll do something and you think it's normal and then you sit there and you're like, "Wait, that that's new. Like you never uh-huh. did that before." <laughs> yep. And that's so weird. But it's so cool. It really yes. is. I completely agree with you. So that's so wild that they're both named Parker. But it's even more terrible that it took me so long to process the fact that yeah. they're both Parker. Yeah. <laughs> Is the, does the name come from anywhere? Um, you just liked it. Yeah, I think you know we had we had some picked out, and it was kind of like I don't know, maybe like a four month process of just going back and forth. I mean, it's a big decision. It is. It's a huge decision. Well, you're thinking like I don't know. Do you want to give her a name that could possibly like get her made fun of in school? Exactly. Or do you want to exactly. have like, an awesome the nick- name? What nickname yeah, like, could it could it come across as? Exactly. <laughs> so you have all these factors playing in. Yeah. Um. But no, we just I just really love the name Parker. Um, yeah. Her middle name is Camelia. Um, so I mean I've talked to you guys about this before but I'm Hispanic so we wanted to have a Hispanic middle name um, to keep our heritage going on with that so um, but yeah I think we just settled on Parker and it was done deal after that that's so cute oh okay so I have a a few little interesting facts about you okay (laughs) Uh, you played the saxophone in middle school Middle, middle and high school? Yes. Yes, I did. Are you still good? Like, can you still, um, can you do any hot cross buns? Some Mary had a little lamb. Oh, yeah. I could, yeah. I could jam with that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Um, <laughs> I would say I haven't touched a saxophone ooh, since high school. Um, it was just one of those things. My mom was musically gifted. She can play the organ, the piano, and everything, and I kind of wow. grew up before my parents had split just listening to her play all the time and so i think it was in fifth grade is when they brought all the instruments out and you could like kind of pick and see and i was like a saxophone's really cool so (laughs) we ended up doing that and i actually wanted to just give it up after year one i was like i'm done this is not me like i'm over it whatever blah blah blah. and so i was like no just stick it out so i did and actually it was a rewarding experience yeah right 
So then going into high school, I'm like, I'm done. I'm not happening. <laughs> not doing it. And then my mom and my dad were like, we really enjoy like just watching you play. I'm like, okay. So I stuck with it. Um, <laughs> and then it was after freshman year, my dad was like, hey, if you want to stop. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I said, I'm in it for the long haul <laughs> Exactly. Um, You're in too deep now. <laughs> yeah. So, but it was, it was something that just, I don't know, like as the years went on, we started playing more like just challenging pieces and I think I just kind of fell in love with it it wasn't I will tell you this I did not practice it as much as I should have nor was I going to go and like put you know playing the saxophone over playing baseball or wrestling yeah, yeah. um but it was something that I did enjoy and had a lot had, had a lot of fun doing it so that's pretty gotcha. interesting yeah, I definitely hit, like, I picked up the flute in fifth grade, and I hit that one year where you were like, I don't want to do it anymore, yep. and then that was it. <laughs> yep. No more flute for me. Yep. <laughs> and then the other little fact is you're a huge fan of pickles. Yeah, love pickles. Yeah? <laughs> big, big fan of pickles. <laughs> I can see your eyes light up. I just... They're zero calories. <laughs> They're great for hydration. That's too. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, you're dehydrated. You got a headache. Eat a pickle, and it's like, oh man, I feel a lot better. Um, you, your headaches go away with pickles? Yeah, generally sometimes. I mean, for me, they do. Are it you helps a, out. Are you like addicted to them? And it's like okay. Your... I wouldn't say addicted, <laughs> but I do eat my fair share of pickles when I can. Yeah. So we do have a I we do have a big jar in our fridge. Do you do like the big like? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like you get There's a sporting event. spears. Just oh no, they're spears. They're okay. cut up. Okay. But. <laughs> They're easier big, to eat yeah, yeah they're, they're in the big jar for sure yeah yeah that's awesome that you see it like concession stands yeah yeah, like yeah. <laughs> you're exactly right <laughs> you're early in season so far and you've got you guys have had some success mm -hmm. um take us through what your team's looking like and your outlook for the rest of the 2021 season um you know i really really love this group um we've got 21 kids and they bust their butt day in and day out. They literally don't question anything that we're saying. They buy in. Um, if I think I told them to run through a brick wall, they would. Um, <laughs> we're not going to do that, so please don't <laughs> say that. But um, they are just – they're just an awesome group. Yeah. So, you know, we missed out on our Myrtle Beach season. Obviously, you know that, Keegan. And that usually plays a huge role in kind of how we want to – figure out our lineups, play with different things, see who's going to be your starters, who's going to be your closers, um, who's going to be better in certain situations in the lineup, your pinch hitters, all that stuff kind of plays a huge factor when you go to Myrtle Beach. We didn't have that. So instead, we opened up with Kish, and we were able to put up 50 runs um, in two games. I was very happy with our offensive performance during yeah, that. It's and basically a football score. Yeah. <laughs> um, the girls played really well that day, and they had a great approach going into their at-bats. Um, but now, since Kish, we, we hosted number eight Kirkwood, um, which was two really, really good games. We actually had them beat um, in both games, but we just kind of faltered late. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that situation is why Myrtle Beach is so key, yeah. um, is being able to understand exactly how that's going to pan out. Um, I think Kirkwood has the best offense in the nation, and we struck them out 21 times. Um, the only thing they, that they did better than us was hitting with runners in scoring position. Um, they had better quality pitches um, and better defensive performances when we had runners on, and I think that was the deciding factor. Um, I think our pitchers know where you know we need to get better at they didn't have the best the best outing against kirkwood but i do think that they're growing that's what we've been focusing on leading up to kaskaskia who we play tomorrow 
Um, but I do think that this team is special. I think they love each other. I think they like being around each other. They're always laughing, having fun. You don't really see a whole lot of girls like standing off by themselves. I think that speaks volumes of the characters that we have yeah. with our team. And um, I'm excited to kind of see what run they make. So, but, you know, with the two, I mean, we, we lost two to Kirkwood, but with those two losses, I mean, we, that basically showed that we're right there. They're yeah. a top 10 team in the nation and we had them beat twice. So I don't think we're too far off with what our expectations are moving, you know, forward and through the season. Gotcha. Yeah. So out of all your roles here, what do you, what would you say – is the hardest part about your job, whether it's softball coach or with sports information? Honestly, being a head coach, you have, especially because we don't have our, we don't have a field on campus and we don't have um, the personnel to basically operate the field at Winter Park. I have to wear almost every hat. Mm -hmm. So um, I have to line the field. I have to drag the field. I have to make sure the grass is cut of the field. I have to. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And um, (laughs) basically, you know, if we want to hit, we have to make sure that our cages are up. Um, There's, I mean, a lot of things kind of go into the head head coaching role. Um, that I don't think a lot of people may see. And I think so that plays a that plays a big factor. And I would say, you know, that's going to be probably one of the harder parts of my job. Um, not only on top of that, you're recruiting to DAC, which um, has been in the beginning, it was it was kind of a struggle. But since then, and our team has been, you know, obviously contending, um, you know, every single year, it's, yeah. it's gotten a lot easier, which is great. Um, but honestly, it just you know, I would say just being a head coach is just, it's, it can get exhausting at times. It's a lot of hours. Um, you look at a doubleheader, you're, you're there two hours before game time, you're warming up and then, you know, you get done with your games and it could be eight thirty, nine 9 o'clock at night with three and five starts yeah. and you still got to take care of the field. You still got to drag it before you can go home. So that way, if it does rain, you're not looking at a huge puddle, puddle of mud mm-hmm. when you're getting back the, the, the next day. Um, so, I mean, that plays... Like I said, that plays a big role in how I would decide that. But I do think, you know, of the jobs that I have, I wouldn't trade anything that I'm doing for the world. I love what I do. I like that I that I get to be here, be with you guys, um, see the faces I do see on campus. And that's something that, you know, that's what I wanted to do. I don't feel – they. I mean, they, they always say, like, you don't really work a day in your life if you love what you're doing. And I do feel like that. So, yeah. Some days can be a little more exhausting than others, but for the most, this has been a very rewarding experience here at DAC. So you said in the um, topic right before this one, you used the term buy-in. And uh, when we had made a video for you a few months ago, Mm -hmm. you had used that term multiple times. And I even heard you talking to the girls about buying in. What exactly does that mean to you? Why do you guys use it? So the the hardest thing to do at a two-year school is recreate a culture every single year because when you have, you know, basically a two-year turnover, you're going to have new players of 10 to 14-plus kids coming in every single year. So it's not like those four-year schools where you have your juniors and seniors you can rely on to back the culture, to back what the coaches are saying and stuff of that nature, you kind of have to recreate that every single year. And it's literally from ground zero. So Mm -hmm. every single year when you look at um, how our girls are playing, it's because of the culture that my wife and I have built or that we've been saying buy in, buy in from day one. And what that essentially means is just doing the little things right. 
having a standard for yourself, wanting more from yourself, and not just settling for being a student athlete. You know, wanting to yeah. be. Um, you know, top tier and when you get into your academic studies and, and to what you're shooting for when you're here at DAC and not just saying like, oh, it's just a two-year school. Well, that's not how we view this. Yeah. You know, we yeah. view this as, you know, a huge stepping stone, but also a great opportunity for, you know, our kids to try and put their name out there and move on, whether it be solely academic or if they're going on to play at, you know, a power five school or whatever it may be. So, um, the buy-in process starts obviously from day one and that's kind of what we mean by that. So just the little things, if I yeah. say, Hey, I want you to, you know, to do a, B and C in a drill, I would like to see that, that change immediately. And yeah. it wouldn't be something that is going to be extremely hard, but it's got to be ASAP. And if they do that, that's showing me like, all right, they, they trust. And that's a huge, like, that's a huge stepping stone in my head to be like, all right, this kid's going to be good and we can move forward with this. Yeah. And I would say, honestly, all 21 of our girls do that and they do it really, really well, which is also why I think that I really, really love the way this team is shaping yeah. up mm -hmm. so far. It's impressive to have all 21 girls on the same page. Yes, yeah. it is. It's hard and you're right, but it is impressive. And honestly, it's just kudos to them because they, they're, they're trusting myself and they're trusting my wife. So. Yeah. You really seem like you, you like your position here at DAC and what you're doing. Um, do you see yourself being here for a while? I don't know. I mean, I look at it and I have a great support system. Um, to tell you the truth, I love working for Coach Button. He is a big reason on why I like my position. I like what I'm doing. He's been super supportive with the softball program and kind of what we're doing. And if an opportunity comes, then an opportunity comes. But I have a lot of other factors that are going to weigh on that because obviously I have a huge support system with yeah. Kelly's parents who live 20 minutes away from us. And now that we have Parker, it's you know, obviously a huge help having them close by, mm -hmm. um, you know, so I don't know. I don't really know what the, the plan may be, but I like where I'm at and I'm happy. Um, I think there's some things that I would like to obviously see our program get and do in the near, in the near future. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. The, I think everything that I've, that we've accomplished here in the seven years, I think my wife and I have said that we wanted to, leave a legacy. And what yeah. I mean by that is not selfishly, I think it's more for the program because when we first took this program over, it was in shambles. Nobody cared about it. Nobody yeah. wanted to be a part of it. I had so many Vermilion County kids that we reached out to and they're like, now nah, we're going to Kankakee or now nah, we're going to go to Parkland. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason for it was because the, the basically the software program had just been kind of just neglected. So yeah. my wife and I kind of took that personal and we're like, we're going to make this a powerhouse and we're going to make it a national contender mm -hmm. and since then i think my whole goal is is basically leaving this place better than i found it so if that time does come and something else else happens i think the big thing that i want to have happen is whoever comes in after us is set i want yeah. them to be able to have the things that you know we've built here and it just be an easy transition watching them grow and just to keep this program um on top of the mwac which is exactly how we wanted it so yeah and you have a former player as one of your assistants correct yes so what's it been like to see her grow into the coaching role man it's been awesome she is probably one of the most just uh, 
I would say just she's just super savvy with her words mm -hmm. and she just knows what to say at the right time and she did that when she was a player here she was actually a part of the team that um, broke the school record for wins and was able to get to the national tournament she was our wow. center fielder um, and she played just a huge role in getting her teammates to buy in and she's that's exactly what she's doing here um, so it's it's really awesome to see her grow because I think every single day she's able to bring something different um, on how she talks to our girls, how she gets to the gets just gets in their heads just to get them to perform. Um, but yeah, she's been she's been awesome. And what's her name? Her name is Shaylin Johnson. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. So, I think you got a pretty solid coaching staff. Yeah. Yeah, we do have we've got some numbers <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, and everyone kind of plays their their own role, which is good. I mean, obviously, I see I have to oversee everything. And my wife is, you know, she's my right-hand woman for sure. Um, but I also have Coach Mark, who's my father-in-law. He was, what was it? He played two years of junior college in California, then went to Long Beach State Division One and was drafted by the Padres. Um, Whoa. Yeah. So huge resume. <laughs> Whoa. Yep. Um, so he brings an extensive wealth of knowledge to our program. And then I have, obviously, Coach Shea, and then we have Kylie Bott, who works with us at T3. And honestly, he's grown into a great asset to this program as well, too. Just he works primarily with outfielders. Um, he's got a go-getter mentality, and he was in the Army, so he has a very like disciplined structure, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and he gets the people around him to buy in. He's the guy that's during live BP yesterday. He is diving all over the center, like center field, trying to catch balls, and I think our girls love that. So yeah, definitely, it's fun. Gotcha. We are now going to move on to our rapid question segment, Dak Attack. One, two, three, four. Dak Attack. That's it? Summer or winter? Summer, hands down. Mornings or evenings? Mornings. Wrestling or baseball? Ooh, yikes. <laughs> That's tough. You know, uh, I have to say baseball. Okay. The only reason why I would put <laughs> wrestling would be because of what it gave me for just my lifestyle and how I basically preach myself every single day. I like the lessons that come with wrestling, but I had a love for baseball. Mm -hmm. So most definitely baseball. I see it. Coach Hicks or Coach Bunton? Dang. <laughs> <laughs> that is, <laughs> that's rough. Um, you got to pick one. See, this is when I wish I was a head honcho so I could plead the fifth. <laughs> see, Brian, Henskin, it was like that. Really? Didn't even think about it. Did he say Bunton? Yeah. I knew it. Um... <laughs> Man, I you know I have to go I have to go with Button in this just because he has been he's been my dog since since I've been here mm -hmm. yeah. you know um, I mean just anything like life advice he's been a great mentor just from a coaching perspective and everything so Button's most definitely my dog so Coach Hicks should Over take this two. personally no definitely not because I'll tell you what Coach Hicks has definitely grown on me this year <laughs> since he's been in the office and been around us a lot yeah. um, becoming head coach and everything and I would tell you that he and I bounce a lot of ideas off but. He, when you you can't compare, you cannot compare Coach Bunton to Coach Hicks. It's basically who you're around the most. So I just try to. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. No, I got I gotta go with Bunton. I can't. I have to. Bread and butter or dill? Ooh, I'd probably say dill, for okay. sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dirt infield or turf infield? Dirt, hands down. I, I like pl that. played when I played at Illinois. Obviously, we had the turf field, and it was like. 
just the greatest thing when yeah. it first came out. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. But I will tell you, when it's 117 <laughs> degrees and you're running sprints no. um, and you're getting ready for a game on that, it's not fun. And, yeah, so it could be exhausting. Okay, so cotton candy or peach mango. Do you know what I'm referring to? Yeah, you're talking to Bang Flavors. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah. We had coffee and tea down, but I feel like you don't drink coffee or tea. Well, see, I do drink coffee, but tea not so much. But if I had to go between cotton candy and peach mango... Mm, depends on what the gas station has, honestly. Because <laughs> sometimes you can't. You, sometimes it's just cotton candy, and then sometimes it's just peach mango. Um, I would say probably peach mango between okay. the two of them for sure. Eat in or dine out. Ooh, I like them both, but I can't pick both. Yep, can't pick um, both. I would say dine out, and the only reason why is because we're always on the run yeah. all the time. Um, my wife and I were actually able just to sit down at the the Nugget yesterday and have oh, yeah. have a meal together after practice. We had not had one of those in, I cannot tell you how long, and it was it was nice for sure. Mm. But um, like we do have, I do like to cook. I'm a very big cook, so like I love grilling. I love doing all that stuff. Um, so I do play that role a lot at home. But I would say eat out for sure. Gotcha. Beach or mountains? Mountains, hands down. Chris Bryant or Anthony Rizzo? Ooh, love Rizzo. Bryant is over. He's a, he's a, he's on my poop list right now. Whoa. So is he gone? Are you uh, okay with him being list. gone? I am honestly. I think he needs a change of scenery. To tell you the truth, I think Rizzo's just the guy. He's the dude. Yeah. You look at the Cubs, you think of Anthony Rizzo. They kind of um, built around him. Absolutely. Yeah. And I I read I read this book. It was called The Cubs Way. Um, and it kind of highlighted after the 2016 World Series. Mm-hmm. It was a great book. And they actually had mentioned that Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, and Addison Russell was in this. And Kyle <laughs> Schwarber yeah. were the four pillars that um, built the 2016 team. Anthony Rizzo being the first. Because I think Theo had drafted him as a Red Sox when he was over yeah. looking for the Red Sox. And... He was like, I gotta have this guy back. So then, when he went to the Padres, they were able to work a deal out, and that's when Rizzo came to the Cubs. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, it was Rizzo hands down. Plus, I just love his approach. The dude doesn't. Like, I mean, he doesn't care to get hit. He'll crowds think, the plate. Crowds yeah. the plate. Just that mentality. I love it. Yeah. All right. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Matt, for being here today. We really appreciated having you. It's always nice to come and hang out with you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm glad you guys had me down here. This has been fun. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. This has been the DotCast with Kaya and Keegan. Stay classy, Jaguars.